Welcome to Glasgow Evangelicals Podcast. Thanks for listening with us today. Our hope is that today's sermon equips you to live the gospel joyously. Come along with us as we learn to live the gospel together. Uh, we started a sermon series last week uh, talking about rhythm with God, and I just want to continue on with uh, the next couple of weeks um, of, of that together today. But if you remember, uh, last week in your bulletin, you were given one of these, and I asked if you would be willing to memorize this verse with us, and so today we get to do that verse together, but so you are aware, this was one of the hardest verses for me to memorize because... I put it in a different translation than I've ever memorized before. And so, like, this was really hard for me this week. And so, um, I hope that you guys were able to do it. And so, I'm going to put it down here and we will say it together. And so, um, just so, so you're aware, I always remember it as, as uh, always, never, be, for, for. That's how I remembered like the first lines of it, right? Okay, so, so we're going to say this together. So you ready? Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. Get that off the screen. <laughs> you can't give them that because I have to remember this. You ready? Let's do it again, all right? Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for those of you who belong to Christ. Now, I didn't remember that part. <laughs> uh, no, it is First Thessalonians. Oh, wow. First Thessalonians is how I always say it. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Now this week, if you haven't picked it up yet, uh, is, is an amazing verse. Whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people. And I also put it in a different translation this week. I put it in the CSB translation, which is the Christian Standard Bible. And uh, I really like that verse. And so I'm throwing you guys uh, new things to kind of uh, learn. And so if you didn't realize, it's in pink. And Olivia's amazing because I didn't think about this, but it's in pink because what? It's Valentine's week, y'all. So um, be taking that. If you did not grab one, they're on the information table as you walk out in a little slip. Just please grab one and and take it home with you to memorize, okay? All right, now that I've wasted enough time, Brad and Jory are back in the room. So Brad and Jory, would you both come up here really quickly? Yeah, just really quickly. So we've been talking about rhythm with God and, and how to have a little bit. No, uh-uh, no, we're not doing that one. Just come up. So they came to me this morning. Just to let you know, they did have a wrap for the announcements this morning, and I told them that I would pay for their coffee for two months if they would do the wrap, but uh, they, uh, they decided not to do that because it's really hard standing up in front of all you guys and being freaked out. Just give them a snippet, please. Oh, hold on, hold on. You got to have a mic. Uh, welcome to the GEC, where we are really glad to be a part of God's family, so bow your heads and pray with me. Okay, great. Awesome. Okay, no, uh-oh, okay. Now, Jory, I want you to stay on this side. Brad, I want you to come over here, okay? <clears throat> so, <clears throat> last week, we did, uh, yep, that's it, yep, down there, okay. Last week, we did a, uh, a little bit of a rhythm together, okay? 
And uh, so this week I thought, man, how do we get the, uh, this idea of rhythm? And I remembered this song from when I was little in church. And so we used to do this in little chid kids' church, children's church. And so if you guys remember this song, it's the Allelu, praise ye the Lord, right? And so everybody would stay seated and then they would jump up, right? So you're going to have to sit here. Okay, on this side, you're going to have to sit here, okay? No, that's okay. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. You're on my wife's side, so she'll help you, okay? He's like, I didn't grow up in kids' church. You threw me for a loop, okay? So if you remember this song, we're going to have these guys do the hallelujah. So it goes, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Okay, that's it. That's it. Now, you're going to have to stand up for that one, okay? And then when they sit down, this side stands up and says, praise ye the Lord, and then you sit down. And then this side goes, Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Okay, you guys aren't figuring this out. You're supposed to stand up. Let's go. Okay, stand up. Here we go. Okay, let's see if we get this together. You ready? Okay, so you guys will go. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Okay, so now hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. No, you don't got it because I, I thought I had it and I messed it up, okay? So that goes twice. And then once they're done, okay, you go twice. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise you the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 praise you the Lord. Now these guys, you stay seated. Then these guys all of a sudden stand up and go, praise you the Lord. And then... Everybody, and then everybody stands up. Okay, do you think we got this? Okay, this is a quick crash test, but guess what? It'll come back to you like riding a bicycle. Okay, here we go. Yeah. And I had to, I had to write it down, okay? So you ready? Are you leading them? Oh, wow, she's, she's got this. Okay, now, I understand if you can't get up quick, that's fine. Just raise your hand, okay? We're in church. Raise your hand. All right, here we go. Okay, now, we didn't finish well on that. We're going to do it again, okay? Because all of us have to end with praise you the Lord, okay? This is how the song works. And by the way, this is exercise. All right, here we go. And all the kids are doing it out there. So, Jory, you want to start us out again? Okay. Nice, good job. <laughs> Last week I started with the idea that rhythm is a really powerful thing when you have, when, you, when it's all together, right? And we are walking with God and we're finding rhythm with God, but yet also horrible rhythm is really powerful too because it can pull us away and it can lead us down paths we really don't want to go. And so, man, this is just a great example of just being a part of, first of all, a, a church who desires, hey, we, we want to be worshiping God and we want to walk with God. And last week we talked about the idea that 
in the morning, what is kind of our rhythm with God and, and how do we walk with God in the morning? And then we want to dive in today, kind of what happens when maybe we, not maybe, but what happens when the morning is done and we start going into the noonday? How do we continue our rhythm with God? And how do we express our hurts, our feelings, our, our emotions? But also, what does the afternoon teach us about our relationship with God? And so we're going to dive right into um, Colossians 3 today. And I think that that whole entire chapter just has amazing stuff for us to walk with and to, to be guided by. But before we do that, can, would you just pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, God, as we enter into your word today and as we look into what it says to our hearts, Lord, would we just be, be mindful of your Holy Spirit working and guiding and directing us. And Lord, as we've come out of the morning, uh, would we enter into the noonday and just see where you're at all around us. And Lord, would we choose to align ourselves with you and have rhythm with you instead of doing things all on our own. Lord, we thank you for your son in which we have hope and in which we can enjoy communion with you. We love you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. As I've kind of looked back upon um, a lot of my life in uh, the short time that I've been here, it always amazes me how my kids always come back to me and say, hey, tell us a story about such and such, or tell us, um, hey, when you were young. And um, it's always interesting to me how my daughter usually asks me, now, how many jobs have you had, Dad? And so I sat down and I looked at this. And so I worked for the Montana Fair for a while, putting up art stuff. I babysat quite a bit. I worked at Subway. Um, as one of my first jobs. And then I worked at Quiznos because Quiznos was better, I guess. And then I went from uh, Quiznos to working at a place called Office Depot. And Office Depot, then I went to, while I was working at Office Depot, I worked for a company called KOA Mowing Lawns. And then I hit the Bible bookstore. And uh, I was, of course, the, uh, the top Bible salesman there. Because, um, yeah, because I'm amazing. No, uh, that's just, everybody makes fun of me. And then the, uh, the other thing, all before I was 22 years old, okay, from 15 to 22, I was a, believe this or not, I was a Spanish teacher to 7th and 8th grade students uh, for a semester. And so uh, that was kind of a weird one, right? Um, but after that, um, all while doing that also, um, actually, while I was doing Bible Bookstore, KOA, Office Depot, I also worked for a little church called Hope Evangelical Church as a youth intern. And then when I was 22 years old, I moved to uh, an amazing town called Glasgow, Montana, and I haven't had another job since except for sometimes subbing, but that wasn't a job. That was just me playing recess with kids. Um, all that to say is every single one of those, I remember what it's like to first go to that job and get really excited and be around new people. But then after a while, sometimes my interest wanes or sometimes 
the things about that job become totally monotonous and they just get hard. Or if I, if I remember right, I loved Subway and Quiznos because you would work for four hours and what did you get? You got a foot-long sandwich while you worked there, right? And so you could make whatever sandwich you wanted to at the time. Um, I remember at babysitting, I, I babysat this little girl and it, one of my favorite things um, to, uh, to do with that family was that she had one of those easy bake ovens, right? And so we would always get like brownies by the end of the night. It was phenomenal. Um, it's a lot around food. Um, but uh, I remember all of those things going, there is this like ebb and flow to work, right? Where you work four hours and then you either take a break or for some people that they work two hours and they get their breaks or, or whatever that is. And there's a flow to work. But it seems like, and Zach Eswine says it best, best in his book, he says, at noon our strength wanes and we need to be rejuvenated. The business of the day gets, uh, gets wound back up and picks up speed at noon. Work must get done, calls get logged, tasks completed, emails written, meeting agendas kept, fields plowed, bolts tightened, three or more diapers need to be changed, dinner needs to be prepared pretty soon, sickness sometimes keeps on enduring, happy hour starts to tempt us, we begin to twiddle our thumbs, we begin to twitch and can't wait to leave, in the afternoon we begin to see our true intentions of our hearts. All of that wrapped around just makes, that, just makes me really go, okay, so how do I get back into rhythm then? And all these times when, hey, we get a good workflow, either we just maybe keep on working and bust it through or we have to take a break or, or whatever that seems like, I, I think that as we come to the noonday, we might have spent time with God in the morning, but in the afternoon, he's way back behind us. And we don't seem to exactly know where he's at. In fact, I was in a Bible study uh, one time and we went over this book called Soul Revelation, Soul, Re- uh, Soul Revolution. And it was where we set our, uh, our, our clocks or our uh, alarms for every hour. And on that hour, what would happen is when the alarm clock would go off, we would look around us and we'd go, hey, where is God right now? Who can I be praying for right now around me and who might I be able to share the gospel with? You see, that taught me in those times to be always aware of what is going on in the kingdom of God around me, instead of just being so busy about the things that have to be done. But that's really hard, isn't it? It's not that easy when we have deadlines to meet or that next meeting doesn't allow us to go, hey, let me tell you about Jesus, right? And maybe that's not the right place. But I wonder if when we're in rhythm with God, we start looking at it and going, okay, God, what is it that you want right now? Where is it that you're working in my life right now, my heart right now? And show me what I could be doing. Instead of the, the, in the morning going, okay, God, I'm setting my plans to you because we've spent the time. Last week we talked about that, about just spending that time and going, God, what would you have me do? Sometimes in the afternoon, I find myself telling God what he should be doing for me instead of me asking him, God, what can I be doing for you right now? And so the afternoon, I think, is bringing us into, let's get back into rhythm with God. It's a natural rhythm to go, let's do this again. And so if you're taking notes with me, I want to dive right in. And the first thing is, is that I think the afternoon reminds us of our need for salvation. 
the afternoon reminds us of our need for salvation. And I say that because of this. And when we look in Colossians chapter 3, we're going to read verses 1 through 11. And it says, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you, having nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these sins. I'm sorry, you used to do these things when your life was still a part of this world, but now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malice, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are Jews or Gentiles, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric or uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is, is all that matters, and he lives in all of us. The reason why I think that the afternoon reminds us of this is because, I'll tell you what, during the whole entire morning time when we're working and we're busily at things, I think we come across people who anger us or come across people who um, might not exactly <laughs> make us incredibly happy to be at work or that email that just sets us off, right? I can get one email and just, just be in a tizzy all day long. It's funny that um, whenever I started working on these sermons and thinking about these different times, Olivia will come up to me and just go, man, who, who, who upset your day today? I'm like, no, I'm fine. And she's like, yeah, right. Right? She, uh, and then, of course, we go on to say, this email got us, or I can't believe this is going on. thing is, is sometimes we even also get into our natural state of where our heart is and we either, either make bad business choices or we do things that just um, don't align with, hey, this is a godly decision to make. Sometimes we cut corners. Sometimes we say lies just to be able to get through even though maybe we haven't done our complete and total best. And that only just reminds me of, once again, my need for salvation. The fact that I need Jesus to come in and send the Holy Spirit to change my heart, to change the way that I interact with people, to change the way that I view this world. Sometimes it's really easy to think what I'm doing is going to raise me up in the corporate ladder or maybe make more money so that I can do X, Y, and Z, all while forgetting no, I'm a new creation. This world doesn't hold anything for me. And so now I use my job to glorify God in everything I do. So it's not about what I'm doing in terms of, hey, am I this type of, am I in this type of job or that type of job? But wherever I find myself, am I the new creation that God is calling us to be?
Do we find ourselves often angry? Do we find ourselves sitting in the break room slandering other people? Do we find ourselves in that moment telling the dirty jokes just like everybody else is doing? Or are we pointing people to Christ and going, man, this is, this is just the way that I'm choosing to live? Wouldn't it be interesting if you were able to sit in that break room and go, man, let me tell you about the night my wife and I had last night as we were reading scripture together. Or let me tell you about my kid as I had to teach him this thing, this uh, principle that the Bible talks about. And of course, somebody's going to go, man, we don't want to hear about that. And that's okay. Try again later on. But I think that the afternoon reminds us that, man, the sinful stuff that we might have been getting into in the morning, man, that's okay. We can fix it. We can, we can come back to Christ and go, hey, would you just forgive us? I know your salvation is great for me because your blood has washed over me and, and I can come back to you. And I can start anew. And so if anything, that as we're going about our day, it reminds us that, man, we are sinful people. But Christ beckons us into a relationship with him through the salvation he offers. The second part of, uh, the second part of uh, Colossians chapter 3 is found in 12 through 17, and it goes on to say this. Since God chose you, to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. And always be thankful. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with wisdom he gives. Sing songs and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as, repent, as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Man, I read that and I think to myself, I could be stuck on those set of verses for a really long time just trying to figure out how to live those over and over again. I'd come back to it and go, man, I'm still not patient. I still don't have gentleness. There's a little bit of humility that I have to work on. I don't easily forgive. And I have a hard time loving people sometimes. And so if anything, I think as we've gone about our day, the afternoon teaches us we need to have patience and perseverance. The afternoon teaches us we need to have patience and perseverance. The fact that when we're just trying to get as much stu stuff done as we possibly can and it's not going the way that we want it to, when we get frustrated and we get angry, we can sit back and go, Man, I already know that like last week we looked at in Ecclesiastes, that there is a season for everything. And sometimes it might mean that we have to do the hard things. 
Sometimes you might find yourself going, man, I am working tirelessly for this. And maybe you're trying to pay off bills that you've had for a while. And it's just that patience to come back to it and go, no, I'm going to persevere through this. And you're tired. Maybe that person keeps coming back into your office over and over again or back in, in front of you over and over again and you're just about ready to lose it with them. Maybe it seems like your kid just isn't going to respond to anything you're trying to teach them. Keep getting in the cupboard and pulling out everything. You just want to read your Bible and your kid is tugging on you. The afternoon is the time in which I think brings us to a point of going, it's all going to be okay. I can keep on seeing that when I look back, I've come a long way. In kind of the Bible times, and I wasn't sure if I wanted to share this with you, but in Bible times, they actually would work from about 6 o'clock in the morning until about... 11.30 in the morning, and then they would take a break from about 11.30 all the way until possibly 3.30 or 4 o'clock. And they would do that, of course, because it's the hottest time of the day. But they would also spend time worshiping at the temple by, by going and praying, by making their offerings to God and, and saying, hey, I know that I have to come back and be in rhythm with you. But also what happened in those times also is, is a lot of people had idle hands for those four hours. And so Paul would oftentimes say, say to his people, hey, here's the deal. Continue to do what is right. You know what's right. Don't let it, don't let the devil that's prowling around trying to get you off a task, but come back and say, hey, no. I'm going to have patience and perseverance to continue to do what God has asked us to do, even when in the short time it looks like you're becoming further behind. Because it would be a lot easier to make that shady deal or it would be a lot easier to do nothing at all and make it look like you're super busy. But actually to go, no, God, this is what you've called me to do, so I'm going to continue to keep doing this. I think in this moment is um, where you could set that alarm clock at one hour um, every day and in these moments go, hey God, I want to confess this is what's going on in my life right now. I want to commit to you that I want to be patient and persevering in what you're teaching me to do. And then I want to continue in your path no matter the outcome. Because the second or the third part of this goes into uh, the afternoon is long and we need grace and strength to finish the day well. And you might find this as a stretch, but this last part of Scripture, verses 18 through 25, is really interesting because when I say grace and strength, we need Christ to help us do this very last part of Colossians 3, 18 through 25, because it's not our nature. I'm going to be completely honest with you. It's not our nature, and so let's read it. It says this, wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting for those who belong to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. Children, 
Always obey your parents, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not aggravate your children, or they will become discouraged. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything you do. Try to please them all the time, not just when they are watching you. Serve them sincerely because of, our, because of your reverent fear of the Lord, working willingly at whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward, and that the master you are serving is Christ. But if you do what is wrong, you will be paid back for the wrong you have done, for God has no favorites. I look at this verse and I, and I think to myself going, this is probably one of those section of verses that a lot of pastors are just afraid to look at, right? When all of a sudden you hear the words submit and you hear the words uh, love your wives, never treat them harshly, and then you hear the words slaves, obey your masters. There's a reason why this is in Scripture. It's because we don't do this naturally. And then I started thinking about this idea of slaves and why is this in the Bible, and, and I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole, but each and every one of you, if you have a job, trust me, you're a worker to that. Maybe, maybe the word could be slave, but hey, we are working so that we get money for something that we want to do. Some of you definitely feel like slaves to your job, don't you? Man, I have to go back to work. But what if you took that opportunity to go, this is where I find myself, and this is where I'm working, and so I will do whatever I can to work willingly as I'm working for God to show the kingdom of God around me. And that happens through not us greeting and bearing it, but it happens through being, through God's grace and his strength in our lives. Last week I told you that there's the cardboard guy who rolls over, picks it up every morning and wakes up and just holds it to God and says, hey, help wanted, I need your help today as I'm going to go about because I am completely in need of you today. It's no different in the afternoon. God, if I'm going to finish well today, if I'm going to do all the stuff that I need to do, I, I need your grace and strength because I'm wearing thin I'm not getting the things that I want to accomplish. Very many times I come home and Virginia's like, how was your afternoon? I'm like, I didn't get done what I needed to get done or I wanted to get done. Maybe because of distractions, maybe because I don't, definitely don't want to do it or I find other things to do. Maybe it's because there was other things that I had to get accomplished in that time frame or, I'm sorry, that... Um, other things that I needed to do that were more important than what I had on my list. And so to finish the day well, we need God's strength and God's grace upon our lives. Really, it's about coming back and aligning ourselves once again. And, and you're going to hear this next week too, but it's aligning ourselves back into, God, what do you have for me right now? I've gone off track a little bit. Help me to come back and confess to you what's going on in my heart, that I would commit the things that I'm doing and that I would continue in your way. 
And we get an opportunity to do that a little bit in rhythm if you found yourself out of rhythm with God lately. Today is a great opportunity to come back because we have the ability to take communion. Communion is a time in which we do get to have and come back to a little bit more rhythm with God. It's a time in which, um, actually, I love when Paul in 1 Corinthians 11, he talks about how people are taking communion and it's an opportunity to get our hearts right with God again. And it's not, that, it's not a salvation issue or anything like that. It is a heart issue. It is the issue of, am I allowing God to work within my heart? Is my heart hardened towards him or is it softened by the understanding that his salvation is offered to me through him dying on the cross? That wherever we find ourselves, whether we were here before and we've said, God, I love you, and we've walked a little bit away, or whether we've just kind of taken our eye off for a second, or whether, hey, we are going strong with God and we have great rhythm with him. It's our opportunity to remember as a body of believers what Christ did on the cross for us. And I want to read this to you in 1 Corinthians 11, what Paul says. He says, For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it and peace in pieces and said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. We want you guys to take the opportunity this morning to think about the salvation that Christ offers for us and to us. And that wherever you find yourself this morning, that you would thank him for his body being broken for us, his blood being spilt out for us so that we could have communion with God. That's literally what it means is that we can have a relationship that we can sit together and enjoy that relationship with God and with one another. But if you've been out of rhythm with God a little bit this week, would you be willing to confess to God and just say, God, this is where I've maybe gone a little bit astray? Would you recommit the things that he's asking you to do when you met with him in the morning to say, God, I, I want to commit to you the things that you're having me doing. And I want to continue in the way that you've been teaching me. But God, I need your salvation. I need your patience and your perseverance, and I need your grace and strength to get it done. Would you be willing and honestly open with God to go, oh, man, I'm out of rhythm. I still have lots of questions about you, God, and I'm really struggling, but I desire to have communion with you so I can get a little bit more of understanding. But before that, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, your salvation is unbelievable. The fact that it reaches out to everyone 
there are no favorites. That God, we can come as we are and you still love us. Makes me want to weep. God, because we can't get through a day without you. Because it's, and sure, there's lots of people, Lord, that would say they can, but they're not thriving. So God, would we love this time of sitting with you and just pouring our hearts out to you and allowing you to work in our lives. God, we are here with open hands offering you our lives. Thank you for your son dying on the cross for us, who would die on the cross for, for our sins and that he counted it as joy so that we could have communion with you. And so God, let our, let our rhythm with you just be day in and day out at all times of the day. And God, would we always be joyful? Would we never stop praying? Would we be thankful in all circumstances? This is your will for us who are, who belong to Christ. Lord, we thank you. In your holy name we pray, amen. Love you all. Have a good rest of the day. Thanks for joining us again for another sermon of the GEC podcast. Connect with us at GlasgowEC.com or every Sunday morning at 10 here in Glasgow, Montana. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes because this helps us share the word with more people. See you next week.